Hello again, this is Taigu speaking. Um, this is the second part of our little introduction to sitting. And here I am, in a Burmese position, which is basically letting the knees being released in the, in the floor, in the ground, and the two um, feet are facing each other, forming a triangle. And of course, I mean, this is a very simple position, but they, yet very, very stable. You may put the foot a bit higher, or even really, really high, and then you get what you call half lotus, which is also possible to do with the other way around, with the other leg. That is to say, you change leg. And in the sitting, it's always possible to change leg when the leg is getting too painful. Um, moving in Zazen. Moving in Zazen is seen as something wrong in many, many places. You should still, still always be still. Well, sitting still is important. But we're not trying again to compete. We're not trying to achieve um, a kind of record. Or we're, not, we're not trying to stretch it as much as we can. Zazen is a practice of joy. So if it does hurt, and we can stay with it, that's fine. But if it's too much, well, we can change. We can move a bit. Of course, we just pay attention not to disturb others. We may do gasho, move a bit, and do gasho again, and resume the sitting. That's the correct way of doing it. And if we are on our own, of course, nothing stops us to, to move from time to time if it hurts too much. Now, when you are taking this position, for instance, the Burmese position, um, one more word about the cushion. Um, the cushion, basically, the cushion should be slightly... Let me, let me show you. If I sit, if I sit on the cushion like this, I want the cushion to be at a kind of angle so the bend of the spine is, is natural. Not overdoing it, but natural. And there's a full support. So you do not sit on a flat cushion. The cushion is always put under the buttocks and just slightly like that, slightly at an angle, alright? That's the best way to actually sit on the cushion. Of course it also does help to do all these movements breathing out. If you move a joint, put a foot into position, you breathe out. Because breathing out is release. So let me take the Burmese again. 
Now I'm I feel stable. I make sure that my cushion is stuck under my buttocks and at an angle. And as I demonstrated before, you may just sway gently from left to right and right to left until you get to a vertical point. And then you put your hands together. So that's the, the mudra. Generally, the hands would be resting on the feet. If you sit in full lotus, you're provided with a support. But if you're not, it doesn't matter. You may borrow something like a piece of cloth, jacket, whatever, put it here and get a natural support. That's very important because if you do so, then you don't have to support your hands. They might just glide away and then you might just have to get tense in the upper part of the body. So that sort of thing is very, very helpful. If we practice with the Kolomo, priests do, it's very, very handy. You just make a kind of knock with a huge sleeves and you rest your hands. Now, where do the hands should rest? I often see people having the hands too low or too high. Well, it's about at the navel level. Alright, navel level. And the hands are forming, as you can see, a form of a kind of oval. Um, the left hand is generally on the right hand and the thumbs are touching each other. It's very important to have a very light touch. At any moment people may remove my hands from uh, because it's a very light touch like the touch of it's Suzuki Roshi that speaks about the, as if the thumb were just holding a, a wing of a butterfly so it has nothing to do with the forcing we're not pushing anything we just put the hands and letting the hands be in that position making sure also that uh, the elbows are getting a bit away from the body this is very important and the hands can be sometimes the hands can be tiny bit like this not really facing like this but a bit inward like that to avoid too much tension in, in, the, in the upper arms and the mudra is very important what does it represent you get, you've got to figure it out by yourself of course but it's important because in in Dogen's work particularly in his account of traveling in China and also in Keizan, Keizan uh, Manual of Meditation it is said that one can actually rest the mind in the left hand and it's a good way to, to go forward and Jundu is going to speak about it to just when you sit when you are stable to just let it sit let it be let the mind gently focus on the on the left hand in the palm of the left hand um, it's also possible to put the right hand on top of the left so both are possible generally traditionally it's a left on top 
left on top of the right. But some, some people sometimes change. Uh, I think changing is, is very, very positive because it gives you a bit more flexibility and it's, it's very important to cultivate balance and that's balancing the body. Personally, I prefer, I prefer to keep the left hand on top of the right. It's the same with the legs. You should actually always change legs from one sitting to the next. In between kinning, it depends how you do it, like this or like so, uh, you may prefer to actually change the leg and, and so forth. You cultivate a form of balance rather than always using the same leg, putting the strength and the stress on the same, on the same side of the body. Right. Enjoy your sitting, enjoy your life, and see you next week for a bit more. Have a great, great life.